so the 2023 any nominations were announced today and if you've been paying attention to this channel uh for any kind of length of time some of these nominations shouldn't be all that surprising so let's talk 2023 any nominations Hey everyone, welcome to Victory Condition Gaming. My name is Doug. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about the 2023 Any nominations. And I'm going to try to give you my picks for the winners who I think might win. Um, I I don't anticipate getting all of these correct or any, anything. This is just what, what, what I think might happen. Um, there's some really, really great nominees this year, as of, as of every year. And I'm going to tell you right now that I love the Ennies. Um, I do kind of wish that it weren't such a popularity contest, but I do enjoy the Ennies a lot because it showcases a lot of games that maybe I've missed uh, on my radar. I try to stay in touch with the tabletop RPG scene, and sometimes games just kind of get through, you know, get, get missed. And... Uh, the Ennies does a great job of highlighting a lot of games, and I'm just like, oh, well, yeah, that's it. And in fact, in some of these nominations, I think that there's going to be some of those games that uh, that I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, I should probably pick up a copy of that. So, uh, yeah, I, I really appreciate the Ennies. Um, you know, they, they announced the judges spotlight winners and the nominations for each category. We're going to talk about each category. I'm going to give you my thoughts. Again, I, I'll be clear, you know, I do a lot of work for Free League Publishing. I'm going to try my best to not be biased um, in, in that regard. Uh, I know that whenever somebody works in this industry, there is some bias, no matter what. Uh, I'm going to try my best not to, but just take that as a grain of salt as you're, as we're talking about these nominations and, and as you're viewing, because um, Free League did get nominated for uh, a few of these awards, which was awesome to see. Uh, but there's just so many awesome publishers that uh, were that made some really great products, um, and uh, it's great to see all of these uh, nominees on each category. Uh, before we begin, let's see here. This is my first year where I've thought to pay attention to them. Yes, this is, um, I, I'll be honest with you. Like it's, last year opened my eyes to a lot of RPGs that had slid by that I was just like, oh, oh, that's really cool. Um, and I went back and, and bought them. And then I think that's kind of what the Annie's is trying to do. You know, any awards trying to not only just kind of award people or publishers uh, that have done really great work, but also kind of be like, hey, guess what? This game's really solid. Um, if you haven't paid attention to it, you probably should. Hungry says, hello, everybody. Hello, Hungry. Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate you again. So, yeah, um, before we... Uh, uh, before we begin in too, too far into this, um, I just want to say that if you enjoy this type of content and that you're a tabletop role-playing player, GM, and uh, you know, you'd like to just kind of talk about more tabletop RPGs, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button uh, if you like this. And uh, yeah, I, I greatly appreciate uh, everyone that, that is a part of our online community and uh, we'll, uh, we'll get started. All right. Uh, let's bring on the uh, the nominees. Uh, the 2023 nominees for Judges Spotlight. Now, the Judges Spotlight is always, um, they're usually games that I hadn't, haven't heard of, which is awesome. 
Um, and I think that's that's another reason why they do these judges spotlights. Basically, the the Ennies the the has like a committee of judges that creates the nominees for each category, and then the nominees uh, get voted on by popular uh, by popularity. Um, it's just kind of thrown out to the to the masses. But the judges also have judges spotlight winners, which they award. I mean, each each judge gets gets to give out an award for that year, which I think is awesome, and I like that aspect of the, of the Ennies a lot. I wish we had more of that for for the Ennies. Um, let's take a look here. So judges spotlight winners: Kevin Combs uh, uh, selected "One Breath Left" by Stout Stoat Press. Uh, I have not heard of this game. It looks pretty cool. Uh, it is $15, which is awesome. Uh, it looks pretty rules light and has some cards that, uh, kind of, so it's a custom deck of cards. Uh, yeah. And it's a sci-fi type of game. I awesome. Awesome. I love that. I, I uh, let's see here. Jim Del Alcillo. I'm sorry, Jim, if I mispronounce your name. But he uh, uh, selected Dungeons of Drakenheim by Ghostfire Gaming. Let's take a look at that. Uh, this is, oh my gosh, look at this. This is a whole bunch of, uh, let's take a look here. Dungeons of Drakenheim is an adventure com compatible with 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons. So you're going to see some of the categories are very 5e heavy because of course, that's uh, the big uh, elephant in the industry. Um, so, yeah, this is another, it's a 5E setting. Um, and it's designed by Dungeon Dudes. And uh, looks pretty cool. I don't know. It's 5E, so I don't play a whole lot of 5E, so that's probably why it flew underneath my radar. Uh, Christopher Gath. Selected Void 1680 Am, a solo playlist building game. Now, this is interesting. I love like little quirky RPGs like this. Uh, you can get it right now. It's on sale 25% off for uh, $750. And uh, you speak into the void night after night. You sit alone with your thoughts, your music, and a microphone. Whether you come to your whether come whether you come to your radio show with somber attitude or joyful spirit, you use the music that moves you to etch something fleeting and beautiful into the big empty. You never know who's listening. Uh, that's pretty cool. And uh, you build a twelve-song uh, playlist, invent and interact with callers, uh, evolve the stories to your of your callers over multiple shows, have your show broadcast on AM and YouTube. Add your voice to an archive of colors for others to use. It's pretty creative. I like that. I, I, I like that a lot. I, I think that's kind of neat. And uh, solo RPGs are a huge, huge hit right now in this industry. And uh, yeah, I always love uh, when when creators get something uh, interesting going on with the solo aspect of things. Uh, Candice McAfee? Uh, selected Moonlight on Roosevelt on Roseville Beach, a queer game of disco and cosmic horror by R Rook Studio. Uh, this is uh, 
it's a game that Tabletop Magazine called a must-play, and it is $16 as a PDF right now on sale uh, on drive-thru, and uh, it has an introduction to it's a 160 page game that introduces it has an introduction rules for character creation rules for playing and gming over 20 guest stars a secret gm information on multiple locations five ready to run mysteries and mystery idea generator to get your campaign started uh there looks like there is a pdf quick start if you'd like to to uh download that Uh, so that's pretty cool um yeah it looks pretty awesome. It's very pulpy. Yeah, that's exactly what uh, what I would say. And then Shauna Ratliff uh, selected Faycraft, and this is by Exalted Funeral. And I looked at this earlier, and I was like, "Oh, this is kind of neat." So Faycraft is, uh, of course, I, I've been kind of on this this whole Exalted Funeral kick lately. Um, so. You know, this isn't surprising. So this, this you might see this added to my my uh, cart uh, once I once I end the show, um, and along with a couple other items here, which I'll talk about in just a little bit. Uh, Faycraft it offers a cascade of amazing options for players to create fantastic fake characters in most fantasy game formats and systems. So it's a, basically it's a, a generic or uh, system agnostic uh, like booklet. Uh, it includes a terrific D66 background generator that works with any system. A quick rule gives profession, possessions, and locale perfect for getting a player going for the NPCs on the fly. Loved it. Love it. Love it. Anything that kind of gets you just going and, and giving you uh, adventure prompts. I love products like that. Uh, Faycraft is an open-ended system-friendly way to generate unique and memorable characters. And it is a companion to an expansion of craft work, which offers a similar, similar flexible approach to more traditional fantasy crack, uh, characters. Very cool. Uh, $15 for it in print and PDF, which is actually pretty cheap. Um, they say how they say how many pages it is. It's only 44 pages, but it's and it's a zine, so you know it's it's you know it, if you're going to get use, you probably get a lot of use out of it. Uh, Abby says, are solo RPGs like those choose-your-own-adventure books? A little bit. A little bit like that, Abby. Um, it's usually, usually there's a little bit more of a, it's a little more open-ended so that you don't, um, so it's not not quite as railroady. It kind of leaves things open up to, to kind of make your own own choices. Yes. Most are done by prompts. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. How to RPG. <laughs> DM says, uh, Disco and Cosmic Horror, but aren't they the same thing? Uh, some do use deck of cards. Yes, for solo RPGs. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah. So, let's get... those. That was the, uh, that was the Judges' Choice Awards, which... Congratulations to the judges spotlight uh, winners. That's awesome. All of them looked very worthy of uh, of an award and uh, very interesting. I love I love all the like all the differentness of each game. It was really cool. Let's go to best adventure. Best adventure. Uh, now this is the first nomination 
is a studio that I've talked about actually fairly recently. And it is, here we go, DM Tales. This is what you you know what I'm going to say here. What are they? Italian publisher. Italian publisher. Folks, don't be sleeping on the Italian publishers, by the way. They're they're coming. They're they're gonna about to make some noise. Uh, this is Broken Tale by An- Broken Anvil, uh, by the, by the World Anvil. Ex- excuse me. Um, this is an RPG that is a D6 system. It's I kind of call it a reverse year zero engine. Basically, you can roll as many D6s as you want, uh, but if you roll any ones, you fail the roll. Um, so you need to hit so many. As long as the, the a die a D6 does not come up a one, it gets counted as a success. But the second you roll a one in your roll, the whole roll fails. So if you need a lot of successes, you're rolling a lot of dice, but you're also have a greater chance of success. It's kind of it's an interesting dynamic, and it's something that I kind of want to play more with. Uh, we played on it. We played it on the show previously. Um, and I think it just, it's unique. And they've got another game coming out um, called uh, Dead Air Seasons, which is kind of like a Last of Us RPG uh, that uses the same system. So I'm excited to see that once that comes in, because I, I did kickstart that or crowdfund that, I guess. I think they did it on, on Backerkit. Um, so I'm curious to see how well it translates for other settings. But Broken Tales, you basically play as like villains in fairy tale, like, stories and basically the 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 fairy tale is like kind of like shifted kind of like those villain movies in in disney where you're like you're watching the movie about the villains and you realize that the villains aren't necessarily the villains for a reason um that is bad it's because maybe they're just misunderstood that's kind of how it is with the broken tales really awesome art uh really great production uh, value for the books. Oh shoot, I have the book right over there, and I didn't grab it. Um, but it, yeah, it is a great, great uh, product, and I'm excited to see that get some nominations. DM tells you got it, you got it, Italy. Watch, watch out for those Italians. They are about to take over this industry. Maybe not take over, but they're about to like really kind of not, you know, carve out a chunk of the hobby. The art for this looks gnarly, super cool looking. Yeah. And and even if you look, uh, let me see if I can bring up some of the, like some of these prints are just, I mean, look at that. Like how the, the art in this book is amazing. Like I love that style. Like it's kind it's just dark and it's just kind of, it's, it's got detail, but not extreme detail. Let's take a look here. Let's go back. So that is Broken Tales. Uh, the other uh, best adventure was Journeys Through the Radiant Citadel. This is a, a D&D book. Um, it is put out by um, Wizards of the Coast. I, it's a 5e book. That's all I'm going to say. Like, I, I don't play a lot of 5e, so I don't really have a whole lot of opinions. Wizards of the Coast does great products. They have a large market, uh, a large share of the market. And, uh, you know, I, if you play 5e, awesome. I'll play it with my friends. It's not the system that I go to, uh, you know, immediately. But if people want to play it, I'll play it. 
and uh, Woods of the Coast has built a very strong brand, and it's mostly because they put out decent products. And this is no uh, no other, uh, no, no exception. Um, and then it's got some really good art, though, it looks like. Uh, let's see here. Unexpected wedding invitation. I saw this. This was crazy. Uh, an unexpected wedding. Level 3 adventure and compendium. Uh, so this is another 5e adventure. Uh, it is uh, it's designed for a group of three to five third level characters, but includes scalable encounters. And it's an adventure that is a romantic mystery adventure inspired by Jane Austen. So there's also a Jane Austen RPG, which I think is interesting that they've kind of made that into a 5e, you know, compatible scenario or adventure. Um, and it can be basically used in any campaign or side quest. So, yeah, uh, interesting. Uh, not something that probably I would play because, again, it's 5e. Uh, Vason, or Vesson, I should say, Seasons of Mystery. Now, this, if you're not familiar with Vesson, Vesson is a D6 dice pool system. It uses the Year Zero engine. Basically, you want to roll, you have the core attributes and you have skills based off the attributes. And whatever your rank is in the attribute and the skill, that's how many D6s you're rolling. You want to roll for sixes. Sixes are successes, kind of like how I said that the ones ma made you fail in the other game. Sixes are successes in this game. Usually, you only have to roll for one. Uh, this is Nordic folklore. Uh, it's horror. It, it is. A really unique setting. I didn't think I was going to like it when I when when Free League first announced it behind the scenes, but man, the more I play it, I, the more I enjoy it. This is Seasons of Mystery. Seasons of Mystery is four adventures uh, that are all based around different facing and all based around different seasons of the year. So you've got four of them. So basically, you can have like a four uh, adventure or four scenario campaign, and it just kind of takes you over the course of the year. You can play each one solo if you want to, and you can play them in any order, but that's that's the gist of that book. Uh, how to RG Wizards of the Coast has not had a showing at any's in a long time. Yes, they have not, which is okay, you know. Uh, <laughs> Matthew says, uh, Vessin for the win 2023. Abby says, I should have bought Seasons of Mystery at Fan Fusion. Well, Abby, when I see you next year, or hopefully maybe sooner, uh, you know, I'll, I'll make sure you uh, don't walk away without a copy. Uh, so, yeah, it's beautiful art. It's done by Johan Egerkrantz, and yeah. And then the other nominee for Best Adventure is VHS. Let's see here. VHS games or v very horror stories. And basically I have no idea what this is, but it looks like it is an RPG. Again, it looks like it's an Italian publisher. I believe let's take a look. It looks like it's Italian. Uh, scroll for the English version. So let's scroll for a little bit. Let's scroll. Here we go. Uh, and VHS, an RPG for Knights of Horror and Blood. So basically, it's like a slasher movie kind of RPG. Uh, and 
Looks like it maybe hit Kickstarter already. Must have. Must have. Uh, you can download the quick start and uh, the system. I haven't really taken a look at the system, but it's funny because I'm seeing a lot of RPGs that are kind of doing this. This whole genre of horror slasher movie uh, RPGs is, is really big right now. Uh, I know I talked to DM Dave uh, at length uh, a couple days ago because he's got an, a, a year zero uh, horror uh, RPG that he's putting out. And uh, he's just saying that, that, you know, this this whole genre is just and, and they are. It's popular in cinema, too. So it's it's not really my jam, but, you know, whatever. Uh, but I, it's cool. It's, it's cool that people are making RPGs of different genres. Uh, let's see here. So my pick for best adventure. I think I'm going to rule out the rule out the five E adventures just because of what they are. Um, I, I, I know Vesin, Vesin is very popular. Um, I would love to see Broken Tales win this category just because I think they've got a really cool product and it looks beautiful. And I love how they kind of like twisted those, those fairy tales, those fairy tale stories. Um, I'm going to say Broken Tales, but it wouldn't surprise me if Vesin won this, um, just because, uh, those stories are, those mysteries are really, really good. Um, so Anyway, trying not to let my bias come through here on this one. Uh, let's get to the next category. Best aid slash digital accessory. And this is cool because I love how a lot of RPGs now are doing like these, these PC generators. Um, so all you have to do is you just click on a button and it spits out like a PC for you to play. Um, we've seen it with, with Mork War, with Death in Space, and then you're going to see a few of them here. Um, and I love that. And, and not only are they doing PC, but they're doing like other adventure prompts. And that's what a lot of these are, I think, on this, uh, on this, in this category. Best aid, a digital, uh, best aid accessory digital, uh, DDD dice, DD dice, uh, 3D dice. Um, but basically it's a tabletop. Uh, VTT dice roller, um, which is, looks really, really cool. I don't play a lot of VTTs, so virtual tabletops. So for me, there's just something about rolling real dice that I enjoy. And, you know, I, I do think that this implementation is really good for, for the digital aspect of things, but, uh, DM tail says DD dice is rather cool. It is. I'm not saying it. Yeah, it is very, very cool, but uh, there's nothing better than just rolling a whole bunch of math rocks in your hand. Uh, rim, sp rim space planet generator. Now this is cool because I clicked on this and all of a sudden it did. You saw just that little like entry like screen and I'm like, Oh, what's, what's going on here? And it pops up a planet generator for you, which is super cool. It gives you the name, the type, like how the size, the, the environment. Like now that I know this exists, I'm going to use this for death in space. 
I'm going to use it for pretty much any sci-fi RPG that I have. I love this. Like, I did not know this existed until today. I think this is pretty rad. But I'm a big sci-fi nut. So, you know, that's going to factor in this a a lot. Uh, I think that's just really kind of neat. Let's see here. Sonic Library. And this is by describe oh yeah this is uh, a library of sound effects music and ambiances for uh exclusively by michael galfi studios um i I don't want to play i don't want to play these uh, live but i i love this i I think anytime you can add to the ambiance of your rpg uh it is a good thing but there's a lot of these going on right now. There's Sirenscape. There's there's a few, there's um I can't think about the top of my head. Tabletop audio. There we go. Um, so I, I'd be interested to see what this one does. I haven't really doubt you know I haven't dug into it a whole lot just to see what uh, what this maybe brings to the table that the others don't. Um, but uh, yeah, it's cool that the, that it's there. Um, is there pricing? Let's take a look at the pricing. Oh, you have to sign up first. This is, yeah, it's a it's a uh, subscription service. Okay, the session zero system. This is a uh, PDF that is from Mythic Grove Productions, and this kind of just helps you with your session zero and build story paths. It also goes over safety tools and just all sorts of different things that uh, you know you, you basically do while you're you know setting up a game um it's a collaborative game to be played at a ttrpg table um it gives you prompts and fodder for writers and everything it's interesting like i think that there's some games that are just like I enjoy the session zero almost more than I enjoy playing the actual game. So um, to see like a session zero system to kind of help you build and kind of get your uh, RPGs up and running, that's kind of neat. I wouldn't have never thought of, you know, a product like that. So that's pretty unique. And then the other one is We Deal in Lead Gunslinger Generator. This is kind of like a uh, PC generator for uh, We Deal in, in Lead, uh, it's, which is a Weird West uh, RPG. And, uh, yeah, it just kind of gives you gear and weapons and stats and everything. It's, it reminds me a lot of uh, the Morkborg uh, Scum Birther, only for this game, which kind of neat. I like I like when games do this. So my pick for best aid accessory digital uh, would probably be the rim space plant generator because I think that's what I would use the most. I do think that I think the session zero system is probably going to win this just because of how unique it is and. I don't think that there's ever been a product like that in the market that I can, uh, and, and I think it's, I think it's, uh, it's doing something different. And I think it's doing something important. 
So, yeah, I would say I I think that 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 if I think rim space would be the product that I would use the most, but I bet the session zero system wins. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to best aid accessory non-digital. Let's go up here. Uh, this has some products that, uh, some of it I've heard of, some of it I haven't. Uh, Dakuma is an R&D for your RPG. This is actually some tarot cards to kind of get you up and running for uh, playing RPGs and, and adventure prompts and all that. Um, this uh, was on Kickstarter. I backed it at the PDF level, so I've seen some of this. I have not seen the physical copies. Um, but I think it's pretty neat, and I like the fact that that's what you know, they're using as adventure prompts for your RPG. And, you know, gives you, gives you all sorts of settings and locations and all sorts of stuff. Uh, this is expanded character sheet journals. Now, I clicked on this earlier. This is from Renegade Game Studios. And I don't think... I think they omitted something here. So yeah, it doesn't doesn't bring anywhere. So I don't know what product that expanded character sheet journals was for. So that they Renegade might want to reach out to uh, the Ennies and figure out uh, how to fix that. Uh, Pelgrim presses the the book of the New Jerusalem. Um, I had not have heard of this. Uh, basically, it is a uh, an RPG uh, that is based in the, the early 1930s, and it's got some, you know, it's got some magic to it. Um, written as the companion volume to Fearful Symmetries for Trail of Cthulhu, uh, the Book of New Jerusalem can be used as a keeper's resource as well as an in-game artifact for players in any Mythos game. So that's kind of neat. So it's kind of like an object for your RPG. The Ma Adventure Set. Now, I clicked on this earlier, and I'm just like, holy smoke. There's a lot of stuff in here. And it's in German, I think. But it's all these, like, handouts and all these items that you give your players. Like, that's pretty cool. Not something that I would probably use, but someone put a lot of thought and effort into it. Uh, and then the other one, the last one is by Q Workshop. This is the Witcher Hybrid Dice Set. Um, the Wolf's Golem Heart. These are some amazing dice, by the way. Uh, 100 bucks. Again, a product that I probably would never use. Um, but they're really nice looking dice. Um, yeah, that's all I can say about that. Q Workshop does some pretty cool stuff. If it were me, uh, I would probably give the award to Dakuma, 
the R&D for your RPG because I just think that's a cool product. You know, the uh, the tarot cards kind of giving you adventure prompts. I think that's neat. Um, the other things are okay, but I don't know how much I would use them. Um, they're really high end. A lot of those are really high end, and for like really big, like if you want to make a big splash. Let's take a look at. Uh, Let's see here. Yeah, he says pretty slick dice. Yeah, they are. They're super slick, right? Eric says, in my experience, players don't really want handouts. I mean, sometimes they do. It depends on, on what it is. <laughs> Hungry UX says, I felt my inner dice goblin kick. Nice. Very cool. All right, that's going to do it for uh, that uh category now let's get to best art slash cover or for the cover i should say uh and i'm just gonna bring the i'm just gonna like say the nominees and then there's a collage that they had that we can kind of take a look at um so there's blackbirds servant of the gods special edition by andrews mcneil publishing um i know that that's like a swylander uh rpg if i'm not mistaken um, Historica Arcanum, The City of Crescent by Metis Creative, uh, Shiver Gothic Streets, uh, Secrets of Spireholm Special Edition by Parable Games, uh, Swords of the Serpentine by Pelgrane Press, and Xanadu, a Nibiru expansion. So let's take a look at this. These are the different cover artists, the cover art. This is Blackbirds. I think that, make sure that that comes up. Yep. That looks really awesome. I like that cover art. Um, I like the different like types of characters that they have on there. They look really well detailed. Uh, I think the artist did a, did a fairly good job. Um, yeah, let's take a look and see what else the others are. Uh, Historica Arcanum, the city of Crescent. This, I looked at this and I was like, wait a minute, that, that skull has a mustache and fangs. Uh, when I first, and like you can see that the the eyes kind of look really evil, kind of. I, I don't know, like it looks like they're like hollowed out or they have like mist inside them. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about that one. Shiver Gothic. Now, this is the special edition cover. The other one is the, the regular edition is like more colorful. I do like this silhouette. I think it's kind of plain. Um, and I think that the the, the circle around uh, the head and the Shiver Gothic uh, logo are actually in like gold foil, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm, I'm thinking that that probably looks a lot better in person than, than what it's appearing on screen. Swords of the Serpentine. Now, I had thought that this came out a while ago, but maybe I'm mistaken. Um, maybe it was just the fact that I knew it was coming and it, and it finally came out. Um, very nice cover. Doesn't really wow me. I don't know. I, you can tell me in the comments if you think it, uh, if it's up there for for you. It's 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 a nice looking cover. I just it doesn't really it doesn't 
make me want to dive into the book. And then this is Xanadu, an expansion to the Nibiru role-playing game. That's a pretty cool cover. I love like this like mechanical beast kind of thing, but you know, you all know that I love Transformers. Um, so anything that's kind of like mech looking, it's probably going to get my interest. Um, I don't know if I like the black like title on there. It kind of like blends in a little bit with, with the graphic. Um, but again, this might be something that, that might actually look better in person than it does on the screen that black like title might actually be like spot gloss and, and it might stand out a lot more. So I, I'm going to say it's for me, it's probably, I don't know. What do y'all think in the comments? Let's see what. This is <laughs> why hander. Sorry. I don't know. I, I haven't played that game. I'm sorry. Uh, no shadow dark. I'm sad. It wasn't about, it wasn't eligible this year. It'll probably be up eligible next year. So for me, see, even looking at these, now I'm looking at this whole thing, like from a distance. So the Xanadu cover speaks to me, but I can't really see the title. Shiver I can see really well, and I can see the title of the game, and I think that's really cool, and that kind of makes me want to dive in because I kind of know what that is all about right away. Blackbirds looks good, but I think I'm going to have to give it a shiver. I, th I think I, I think I'm going to give it a shiver, um, although it wouldn't surprise me if Xanadu won um, just because I think... Like, I, like I'm saying, I think some of these covers are better in person than what they look like on uh, digital. And, and so I'm going to say Shiver, but it wouldn't surprise me if Xanadu won. Let's go to... Uh, let's go to Best Art Interior. And again, this is another one that has uh, a collage. So we're going to go with best art interior flabbergasted by the wanderers tome uh incantations by metal weave games oz a fantasy role-playing setting by andrews mcneil universal and i thought oz came out a while ago because i feel like i've had that for a while so i'm surprised that it's in this year's nominations because i would swear that that's been out for more than a year seven sinners mana project studio Vincent. Uh, Mythic Britain and Ireland from Freely Publishing. Again, I'm going to try my best not to be biased in this situation. So here we go. This is Flabbergasted. This is actually really cute. I like this art style for this RPG. Um, I, I, it kind of gives me like Knives Out vibes just by the, the, the style of the, the, uh, the title. Uh, the font that titles in and just, I don't know. It looks, it looks kind of whimsical. I like it. Um, and that's some interior art. Looks a little cartoonish, but uh, it looks very clean. I don't know. See that picture in particular reminds me of like Knives Out, that movie. And like the glass onion. 
Incantations, again, a really great cover image. Um, I don't know if it really kind of wows me, though. That's pretty cool. That's pretty rad right there, I think. The uh, like the, the illustration with like the skeleton in like the flower bed. It's just kind of creepy, but kind of beautiful, if you could say that. Um, yeah, this art is really cool. I like how each play, page kind of has like a frame around it, and each frame is kind of different where they have the text. And then this is Oz, and I will say that the cover of this uh, of this game actually does look better in person than it does here on the screen. Um, it's got some really nice gold foil on it, or not gold, green foil, green metallic foil on on the cover. Um, I like the layout of this game. I don't know if it's up there though. It's very, it reminds me of like kids books from like the sixties and the seventies, which I think is what it's trying to do. Um, it's got a lot of text to it, which is fine. I think the art is good, but it's just not something that really speaks to me. Um, and like I said, I've got a copy of this. Uh, I don't, I think it's, I'll have to take a look, but uh, anyway, uh, it's, it's good. And it does a really great job of, of like kind of presenting what it's supposed to, but I don't, I just think that there's some other entries on here that are, are really, really good. Uh, Seven Sinners, this is best interior art. That the cover image is pretty wild. Um, uh, I'm guessing Eric in the chat probably like, uh, I'm, I'm guessing Eric in the chat probably uh, is, is digging that cover image. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, but pretty cool. Uh, into interior art. Uh, I like the little design on the, on the side there kind of looks like kind of like watercolor portraits. That's kind of neat. Uh, like a fallen angel type of, uh, image. It must be some sort of um, biblical kind of RPG. I don't know. And then this is Vason. Vason, uh, Vason is, uh, this is by Johan and laid out by uh, the team. Um, I really, really love the interior of this game. Um, again, I'm trying not to be biased here, but I really dig this. I'm going to say, and I know my bias is kind of coming in here. I'm going to say Vesson, Mythic Britain and Ireland wins that category. Um, although it wouldn't surprise me if um, Incantations won. Um, I don't know some really great nominees in that category. <sighs> yeah. I, I'm going to have to give it to Vesson. I think it's just, it's, it, it nails what it's trying to go for, but that's just me. Let me know if you agree, if you agree or disagree. Uh, best cartography is the next category. Best cartography uh, is Blade Runner, the star set by Philly Publishing. 
This is a great RPG. It comes with dice, handouts, condensed rulebook, electric dream scenario, pre-generated characters, maps. Um, yeah, really cool. It's kind of a unique adventure, and it's a kind of a unique way to play an RPG. So I think that alone gives it some bonus points, even though it's not like that's not a reason why this was nominated you know why it was nominated the maps are actually pretty really really good uh campaign campaign builder cities and ma- and towns map portfolio uh i think this is a is this cobalt press yeah this is cobalt press um it just looks like a generic uh, cities and town map portfolio for use in like 5e or probably you can use it probably almost in any any rpg that uh, you need you know cities and towns it's a solid product Claw Atlas, new maps for Beak, Feather, and Bone. Uh, I've never played that game, but it uh, let's bring up some of the images. Very cool. Some very detailed line art for these for for uh, this book. Yeah, and then okay. This is where we're going to get into the whole, um, the whole exalted funeral. I did not know this was a thing, and I don't know how I did not know that this was not a thing until t- today. Duck Quest by Exalted Funeral, please. This is a quack starter edition. Like, let's look. This right here, I have no idea what the maps even look like. We're going to take a look. Maybe I can find one in the in the preview images. <sighs> It's like Howard the Duck before he like gets like on Earth, but it's like a fantasy setting with duck people. Like, come on, like this is gonna be crazy. I I need to pick this up. Like, I am literally going to order this as soon as the show's over. Um, basically, yeah, a game that mingles Marvel's Howard the Duck and Rocket Raccoon with the adventures of Usagi uh, Usagi Ujimbo. Uh, and a dash of Disney cartoonery, and then you pepper it with humor. Like, come on. It's 64 pages, 8.5 by 11, saddle-stitched. I'm going to order this. Like, it's just a thing that needs to be in my possession. 25 bucks for print and PDF. Like, come on. Let me let me see if I can get There we go. Like, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And normally, you know, I've seen that duck image, that duck assassin image from Dragon Bane so much, and I'm just like, oh, I don't need to see any more ducks. Yeah, I kind of kind of need to see this. Uh, let's see here. Of ducks and monsters. And then, yeah, there's a cartoon. <laughs> Aqualunia. I love it. I love it. That's the world map. Let me know in the comments if, if this is something that you would would order because I'm telling you right now, I'm probably going to order it. High Guard Update 2022. Uh, this is an expansion for uh, Traveler. I don't, I think I've only played Traveler once. Um, but it gives you a whole bunch of different space stations and starports and ships and technologies and stuff like that. Um, yeah. 
That's cool. I think if we're going solely on cartography, solely on cartography, let me know in the, let me see here. <laughs> Eric goes, what's with this duck thing in RPGs, man? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Matthew says, if it's travelers for me, yeah, I, I'm going to say that I think that out of all of these products, the one product that is specifically, specifically for cartography would have to be the campaign builder cities and towns map, map folio. I think that will win just because it nails that category the most. And the maps look really well done. I don't know. The Blade Runner starter set has some great maps, but I don't know if it's known for, like, the, the, the standout part of that product, I don't feel is the maps. It's the handouts. It's the art. It's the layout. The, don't get me wrong. Christian did a great job with the, 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 the maps. So Christian, if you're watching this, I, I'm not, I feel that like everything else, that's just another really well done part of an overall product. But I think as far as what is the majority of the product, the majority of the product is cartography. You got to give it to the campaign builder. That's just me. Maybe you can, you can, you can let me know. Randy says, I'm a big traveler fan, so I'm major biased, but I have Blade Runner as well. And it's impressive. Absolutely. Like I haven't looked at the, uh, the traveler product. Um, so I can't give a hundred percent a call on that. But, you know, based on what I've seen, I think that, uh, you know, cities and towns builder is probably going to be it. Matthew says, I hear you, Randy. It does. Doug agreed. DM Tales, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, hopefully you can pick it up uh, later on uh, once, uh, once you have more time. Enjoy your vacation, by the way. It's the feel, it hits the Blade Runner mood on the head. Absolutely. And that's why I think that, like, for best cartography, if it wins, I won't be sad. But I feel like the overall, like, it's just the whole product is really, really well done. Shout out to Christian. He does a great job on our maps for for uh, Free League. Next, uh, next category is best electronic book this is i actually have a couple of uh no i only have one of these i guess so best electronic book brindlewood bay the the gauntlet gaming community this is like let's say it's like golden girls the rpg if there was like if you took golden girls like murder she wrote and like lovecraft it's kind of that um I have this in PDF. I have not played it. It looks good. I don't know how much I would play this. Like, I think you need a certain group to play this with. It's not a game I'm going to be like, oh, I want to sit down and play this. But I know 
the Gauntlet Gaming community does does a great job of of making some cool RPGs, which we're going to talk about a little bit more, a little bit later. Coven of Cats mini campaign. This is a, uh, I think this is a five E. No. It's a, oh yeah, it is for 5e. Yeah, it's a, a magical short campaign for 5th edition where uh, you play a coven of cats. It's interesting. It's got some cool art. It's cute. Again, it's 5e. I don't know if I'd play it. Uh, Host and Hostility. Uh, three Regency Call of Cthulhu scenarios by Miskatonic Repository. Uh, and this is, I love how like you click on some of these, uh, like you, you'll click on like their web store, or you click on like the drive through RPG link and already it has the Ennies 2023 nominee like info on it, which is great. I'm so excited that uh, a lot of these uh, designers and publishers are, excited that they got nominated and they show that by already like we're not even like 12 hours from uh, maybe maybe it has been 12 hours but 12 hours from you know the announcement uh this is uh was it call of cthulhu awards or uh, scenarios um but yeah it's three three scenarios Uh, and then Lichdom by Feral Wizard Library. Uh, this is a solo RPG about perilous journey of a sorcerer towards immortality. I've heard of this one before, um, and I haven't really kind of like dug into it, uh, but uh, I've heard it's interesting. It's got some pretty cool art. It's kind of like old school. And uh, yeah, again, it uses a deck of cards. Which, Abby, we talked about earlier. And then Vault of the Blood Mage by Crypting Press. Uh, this is a uh, fifth edition. Yeah, this was a fifth edition adventure. So, what would I pick for the best electronic book? I don't know. I, I kind of want to aim towards lich, Lichdom because I feel like solo RPGs are a play right now. I think that they're not only are Italian publishers kind of making their, 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 you know, carving their notch into this industry and, and kind of making their slice of the pie. I think we're seeing more and more solo RPGs kind of hit the market and kind of, again, create a slice of the pie for, you know, solo RPG players. So I would love to see Lichdom win it. If Brenda Woodbray won it, I wouldn't be too upset. Just because I know that the kind of like gaming community uh, works hard at putting out some cool, some cool products. Let's go back to uh, dig it. Uh, Eric says, "I hope one day to win an any, an any, my friend. An any is maybe what your belly button is." Uh, okay. The next, the next category 
Best family game slash product. Now, the best family game slash product, Avatar Legends, the role-playing starter set. Now, I have a copy of this on my table right here. Um, I have not gotten a chance to do a video for it. I picked this up uh, a little a couple weeks ago. Um, this is 25 bucks, and I'm going to immediately tell because I've seen this product on uh, at like Gamma Expo and at uh, ACD Gaming Days. Um, so it's not like I kind of I kind of know what's in here already. Um, but what I will tell you is that there's a lot of content in that starter set for 25 bucks. And I'm not a huge Avatar fan. Like I know what it's about, but I don't get into the cartoon at all. I think I've said this a, a few times on a, on a few other videos. But whenever Magpie makes a Power by the Apocalypse game, I'm interested in it. Just and I'm, I'm not a huge like I don't play a lot of PBTA games. I like them. I think some are done better than others, and I think Magpie kind of sets the standard for PBTA games. I'm shocked that the Avatar Legends role playing game starter wasn't a product of the year nominee. That's how good I think that product is. I'm going to go out on a ledge and say that I think that that starter is going to get a lot of people into the hobby. And that's like 10, 15 years from now, this next generation of RPG players, that's going to be the starter set that they're like, Oh yeah, I played that. And that's what got me into the game or got me into playing RPGs. Anyway, product of the year. That might give you a, a, an indication as to what I think about uh, uh, might win this this category. Uh, Color My Quest by Dice Up Games this is a coloring book. Uh, also uses an RPG by my friends Tim and Kristen. Uh, and uh, yeah, this is on Kickstarter. did did pretty well. Um, again, it is a family type of uh, of product, and you know I think it will probably get some great votes and it probably it might win i will see horseshoe academy this is by ninth level game this is uses their uh polymorph system i love these types of games that they put out they put out a few of these they put out the excellence they put out business wizards and they've also put out horseshoe academy these are just little tiny booklet sized games they're like retail for 15 bucks um i love the the uh the size I like the form factor of, of these products just because I like them as impulse buys. Like if you're a gaming store and you have a, a lot of like young kids or you have a lot of parents that want to get their kids into playing the easy to pick up RPGs that are just kind of fun and, and rules light. These games are definitely it. And you can just kind of like put them by the register and they're just like, you know, they're an impulse buy. Um, but Yeah. I I don't know if I was aware that this was out. I do I did like I said I did know that they put out uh, a couple of the other polymorph games. Princess Guard. This is uh, in this game. Um, Eric, you might be interested in this game. Uh, it's in Princess Guard. You play a magical princess 
from one of the royal realms of the floating islands of Orthavia. Uh, and you team up with your fellow princesses. Now, this is, um, again, this is very similar to The Excellence, which I feel like uh, there's been a few of these games. So uh, I don't know how popular this will be, um, but it only uses a, a single six-sided die, which is kind of neat. And then The Goblings by Slow Quest. Uh, this is a 5e adventure, and it's got some really cool art. Like, I like this, like, it's a whimsical goblin adventure. Like, I like that little goblin guy. He looks kind of interesting. Like, I think it's kind of funny. Um, and then I like, like, the cartoonish nature. Again, it's 5e products, so I probably would never play it. But I would probably download it and maybe get some inspiration for, for some other, you know, to implement it with other other scenarios or with other systems. Best family game product. I mean, you can probably tell what I think my, my pick is going to be. It's Avatar Legends, the role-playing game starter set. I think it's a, a great value. Um, I would not be disappointed, though, if Color My Quest won or if Horseshoe Academy won from Ninth Level Games. I think those are really great products. And I love the fact that I love products that get younger players playing and interested in RPGs just because if this hobby is going to survive and if it's going to grow, if it's going to thrive, they're the ones that we need to get interested in this, uh, in, in this hobby. Lone's Cave, hello, hello. Thank you so much. Avatar Legends is my number one. Love it. It's a great, it, it, it's a great product. I've got the, the core book right, right standing right here, or sitting right here. Uh, let's go up to the next best free game product. This is a tough one because there's some great products in here. So the first one is Exclusion Zone Botanist by Exunt Press. Uh, this is, again, a solo drawing and sketching game. And it's pretty much free. It's name your own price. Um, so it's a hex crawl game. Looks like it's only like one page. So you can kind of just download it. I dig it. Root the RPG Talon Hill Quick Start. Now this is a free RPG day at Quick Start, I believe. Um, I love the quick starts that, that Magpie does for Root. Uh, I do like the Root RPG a lot. Um, I think that if you have the core rulebook, then these quick starts are also good to just pick up for added material for it. Um, so I think that there's also some value there. Uh, the production value is really well done. Usually the covers like got a pretty heavy duty cover on it. So it's not going to like rip and tear, you know, too hard, too easily. Um, yeah, I, this is a, for a free PDF. It's, yeah, I think if you want to try out the root RPG, this is a great way to do it. Shrine of the Jaguar Princess. This is a downloadable dungeon module. Uh, it's kind of system agnostic, if I if I remember correct, correctly. Uh, but yeah, oh, for use with the Shadow Dark RPG. That's what it is. Um, but it's 54 pages. And 
all sorts of chambers and everything. Again, this is uh, name your own price. So if you want to download it, you just can. And uh, there's a great, huge dungeon crawl that you can play for uh, Shadow Dark. Looks really great. Stranded by Mongoose Publishing. This is a traveler scenario, I believe. Uh, yep. And uh, again, you can get it for free. If you like to play Traveler, it's free. Might as well download it. And then the 2022 Level 1 Anthology. Now, this also won the uh, 2021 Level 1 um, one last year. And basically, if you're not familiar with the Level 1 Anthologies, every year for Free RPG Day, Ninth Level kind of puts these this like little booklet. And, and to be honest with you, this booklet, you could probably charge $15 for it. But it's a free RPG item that people can just take for free on, on Free RPG Day. Um, but it's all these little, like, indie RPGs. They're like usually like one one or two pages. And they're all by, like, I wouldn't say unknown RPG designers, but maybe are aspiring RPG designers. Um, people that, that maybe have put out a, a game or two that have kind of, like niche followings and so they, they design like a really obscure kind of like unique rpg for for these uh, anthologies some of them are brand new R rpg designers and it's just a way for them to kind of get started uh, in game design and, and get published um i love this idea i i think it's a great initiative by ninth level uh it's one of my favorite uh, free rpg day products every year um even if it's not something that i would play all the games out of usually i read the games and see what they do just to kind of get ideas for uh different mechanics i'm going to say for the winner here for this this product or for this category i'm gonna i would love to see the level one anthology win a, a second any in a row um the Root RPG, Town Hill Quick Start, uh, is also a great project, a great uh, uh, product. Uh, Inclusion Zone, again, that's a solo RPG. I, I wouldn't be sad if any of those, you know, nominees. I'm not, not that I'd be sad if any of the other nominees would win either. But I'm just saying that, like, there's just some really great create creativity in, in all of those free game slash product nominees that it's hard to just kind of just go like, okay, this one deserves to win. Because I think that they're all kind of unique in their own way. And and I think that, uh, uh, I think it would mean a lot to the people that are in the level one anthology if they won. So I think that that, that would be my pick. But also the other products are really cool. And you might as well give them a download because they're free best game best game is probably one of the most noteworthy categories of the entire ennies um, and then this year is got some really great nominees uh the best game nominees are fabula ultima uh this is by need games rooster games this is like an anime rpg or a junior a tt rpg a junior rpg or i don't know what they want to call it 
Japanese, it's a Japanese style console RPG, uh, but it's a tabletop RPG. Um, I've never played this. It's not usually my jam, but you know, I know that that whole genre is really super popular. So it doesn't surprise me that uh, this is nominated. Flabbergasted, of course, we know we saw that earlier, the really cool, you know, kind of that art that kind of reminded me of Knives Out. Uh, Passion de la Passions. This is a game by uh, by Magpie. Um, <laughs> this is like what do you call those? Uh, like those soap operas, like the like a Spanish soap opera. I forget what those are called, but it's kind of like that as a, a TTRPG. Um, I don't know if it would be something that would be my jam, but again, it's Magpie. They make some cool stuff, so. If that's your jam and if you're into that kind of stuff, by all means, go check it out because it's unique. And I feel like I watched enough of those shows growing up with my grandmother and with like certain like people that I don't need to play a tabletop role-playing game of it. But I know that there's people that still love that, that genre. Novella? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. James Blanton says the root quick start is excellent. It is, absolutely. Uh, Randy says, I've got Stranded. I love the art in it. Cover art is fantastic. No, that, yes, that is exactly that. That's what I was looking for. Um, Slug Blaster by Kickflip and Kickflip Over a Quantum Centipede by Wilkie's Candy Lab. Uh, I don't know what that is. Didn't let me look into it. And then uh, the last nominee is Trophy RPG by the Gauntlet Gaming Gaming uh, Group. Uh, this is a very dark fantasy RPG that uses a D6 system. Uh, I will be honest and tell you that I backed this on Kickstarter for the PDF levels um, just because I wasn't quite sure if I was going to enjoy the system um, I'm still not quite sure if I enjoy the system either. There's three core books. There's Trophy Dark. There's Trophy, I'm trying to see here, Gold. And then there's Trophy Loom. So one of them is like a setting book, so which is Trophy Loom. And then Gold is a, uh, it's like a, an expansion of the base game. And then the Trophy uh dark is is the actual games and everything basically you're adventuring in like this like forest it gave me very simurum vibes which i like simurum a lot so i don't know how much i would play this and i'm like i said i'm not quite sure how i like the d6 system on this i Every time I look at this, I go, oh, yeah, maybe I should pick up the physical copy. But then I'm like, then I read it and I'm just like, mm, I don't know if the, the physical copy would actually get me playing this. It's super, super cool. The art's amazing. I'm just not sold on, on the mechanics as of yet. It's great production values, by the way, which I think is maybe I think it's nominated for one of those. 
for one of those uh, for that category. I think for best game, I'd love to see Flabbergasted get a get a win at least once because you know whoever wins this, and 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 I'll be honest with you, whoever wins best game. Like they're gonna see a spike in sales, pretty pretty much whenever you see uh, an any win for, on a product, it usually increases the sales. But I think in for best game especially, that's going to do it uh, for this category. Um, and I feel like Flabbergasted is different and neat, and it's got some cute art, and I wouldn't mind seeing that win. Trophy Trophy is gonna win probably for. I don't know. I feel like the I, I'm just not sold on that system yet. Abby's taking off. Bye, Abby. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Best layout and design. Best layout and design. We've got the Blade Runner RPG core rulebook. It is very well laid out. Bring up some photos. Got some great images. I like how it breaks up the text with photos. Some people don't like that. I like it. It is what it is. Uh, let me see here. I can't quite get into. It's not letting me. Scroll back, which is a second here. So I I really dig the uh, Blade Runner RPG. I think that you know it does. Like I said, it does give a little bit different experience than what most RPGs do because it's more of a, like a detective kind of. It's you're investigating. Um, uh, let's see here, Eldric Overlord Tarot and Codex. Uh, this is an RPG. This is a uh, tarot deck. And Overload Codex, some really cool art. Um, again, it kind of gives me that like kind of like Dakuma vibe that we saw earlier. I love how like the edge of the pages are are glittered. But again, that's not really you know layout. I guess the art looks good. I don't know. Frontier Scum, this is by Games Omnivorous. This is a Morkborg type game that is uh, set in like this acid western role playing. Uh, I've got a copy of it here. It's just out of reach. But it's got this really cool like bear binding that when you open it, if you want to watch the video, there's a video. I did a video of it. Um, but like it doesn't have like a it's got a sewn binding, but it's exposed. So it looks kind of neat. It kind of looks like a relic from that era. Um, and if you open it up, it looks like old, like newsprint from that era. Um, so yeah, it is definitely laid out the way that uh, you would kind of think that that would be. So it's kind of neat. No one locks exquisite corpse. Uh, this is a, um, it's a book that introduces you to RPG story design. And this is really cool. Like some of the art in this is really, really amazing. Um, yeah. 
So it's got a lot of ships and monsters and items and just all sorts of different role charts for world building. Um, I really dig this style, to be honest with you. I do I do not have this this product, but this again this is one of those products that I will probably pick up because I just think it's a cool product, and and then women are werewolves by um, uh, ninth level games. This is a uh, card based RPG story game uh, where uh, you play uh, non binary uh, women that transform into werewolves uh, or non-binary bi non-binary characters where women turn into werewolves. That's what it is. Sorry. Uh, I like the fact that they have solo and duo rules. That's awesome. Um, kind of gives me what's that Alice is missing kind of like that kind of form factor for a product. Um, and it's got some really great uh, some friends of mine that uh, are uh, designers behind it. Um, yeah, I again, it's a really well done product. Um, I think as far as like the best layout and design, I personally would love to see Nolan Locke's Exquisite Corpse win. Um, I think maybe because of the popularity Blade Runner win, but uh, I also wouldn't be sad if Frontier Scum won this uh, this uh, product or this category because it's it's a unique unique product. Uh, the next uh, category is best monster adversary. This is the nominees are Darklands by Black Lantern. Um, this is a Solmus campaign for fifth edition. Looks kind of neat. Again, it's fifth edition, so I'm not really going to be probably playing it. Uh, Fate Forge, book five, Creatures of the Netherworld. I do have some Fate Forge uh, books. Uh, they do use uh, fifth edition. Um, I will say that Fate Forge has some amazing art in them. And uh, this is just a, like a BCR book. And... Uh, yeah, it's if you love like 5e systems, Fate Forge is right up there as far as one of the better uh, implementations of that 5e rule set. Ruins of Simbrum, a bestiary. This is uh, a bestiary book for Ruins of Simbrum, which is the 5e edition of Simbrum. Uh, it, it's really well done. Personally, I like the monster codex, the monster codex for. Um, no, you know, the, the standard syndrome a lot better. Uh, but if you love 5e and, and you are a fan of Ruins of Syndrome, then this bestiary book is a must have because it's basically the monster codex for that game. And it's spot on. They did a great job with it. Um, it's got some great art. It's got some really crazy character uh, beasts in it. And uh, yeah. Seven Sinners by Mana Project Studio. This is crazy. Uh, it's a dungeon crawling. It's a 
464-page supplement for dungeon crawling in any D20 system. That's huge. That's crazy. That's a lot. That's a large book. If you get the PDF of this, this is the PDF is $20, and you're getting it a 464-page supplement. I don't know what that works out to be in per page, but that's a pretty amazing deal, if you ask me. Um, but yeah, if you want a, a dungeon crawl for you know your D20 system and have it be system agnostic, this is uh, this is a product for you. Twilight Fables by Isgrim's uh, Cre- Creations. This is this takes folklore creatures for and puts them in five E, um, yeah, folklore and mythology. Uh, so this is uh, another five E creation, and and it feels like this year there's a lot more five E products than normal um, than there have been the last couple of years, which is fine. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna complain because there's some really great people. There's some really great uh, publishers and designers making some five E stuff. It just seems like this year there seems to be a little bit more than than what there has been in the past. But maybe that's just me. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. The art looks really good. I like how they're taking, you know, folklore and mythology. Putting it in five E. Excuse me. Um, I would say that my winner would be. I would love to see Ruins of Simbarum win, just because I know Matthias puts a lot of both Matthias's put a lot of uh, passion into that whole line, and I know Jacob Rogers did a great job of of converting it over into 5e. Uh, I'd love to see them win an, uh, an any for it. Um, but I, you know, if fate forge book five, you know, the creatures book one, that also would do really, really, you know, I think that that might, that might give them a run. I don't know. You let me know. Let me know if anybody else has, has seen any or played it, has any of those products. Randy says, I have so many RPGs and games I, c- I could rival a small store, but I must say that most of the games I see here, I can't say I've ever heard of or bothered to check out. There's just so much out there. Yeah, and and, and this is kind of what I said at the top of the hour, when, when uh, top of the session, is that that's one thing that, that I feel um, the Ennies does a really great job of. Like, Not only does it highlight some of the best and well-known products in this industry, but it also highlights a lot of games that are really well done that people haven't heard of or that maybe pass under the radar of a lot of people. So that's one thing that I really enjoy about the Ennies is, is getting to learn about all these games. And that's kind of why I like doing this, this, this session right here. We get to kind of deep dive into some of these. Like, oh, that looks kind of neat. How did I miss that? Like, Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say there is a uh, there is a category for best online content. I don't really like. I'm not probably going to. Basically, it's 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 people who do blogs and, and articles for websites. Um, nothing against the the people that get nominated. That's been awesome. Uh, I would love to see the TTRPG kids win just because I'm, I'm pretty sure that's a kids, uh, it's like kids written 
uh, blog for uh, tabletop role-playing games. And I would love to see them win just because I think that that would just keep them motivated to keep doing that. And uh, yeah, uh, that's, that's kind of that. Uh, I, I'm not, I don't frequent those websites enough to, to kind of give any kind of insight, but you know, my bias would be kind of the TTRPG kids nomination. Best in organized play. Again, don't really have a whole lot of a say in this one. Uh, let's just I, uh, bug hunt by Mike Arrow. These most of these are um, what do they call that? I'm trying to think. Dungeon Master Guild uh, entries. So bug hunt by Mike Arrow. Cat's Paws by Neo Tokyo Project. Uh, Red Door Black Heart by Mike Arrow. Spectacle at Shrineholt by Sonia Dunbar, Under the Covered Star- Stars by Merrick Montavan and Jens Sunvisk. Uh, I apologize if I mispronounce that, your name there, Jens. Uh, but I'm going to just say I would like to see Cat's Paws win because it's cats. Uh, <laughs> best podcast. Again, when you are a content creator, you don't really get a chance to listen to a whole lot of podcasts because you're creating your own. You do get to, to, to consume some, but you don't get to consume it all. It's just too much to do. Plus, if you have other jobs, then that's also taking up your time. The nominees are Blackwater Bastards by Blackwater Studios. Call of Cthulhu, Bookshops of Arkham by Chaosium Roll20, Elder Eye Entertainment, How We Roll, Seth Sorkowski, and Transplanter, The Second Stranger by Transplanter RPG. I believe that the Call of Cthulhu Bookshops of Arkham will probably win this category. But we're going to put a little star right here. I would love to see Seth win. See, I got to know, I got to meet Seth at Origins, and he's just a solid guy, super funny guy, super down to earth. Um, he was he he hosts he he emceed a panel that uh, that that I got to have or a presentation that I got to do at Origins, and anybody that can tolerate me for an hour deserves deserves a vote. Um, so uh, I'm going to say that if you aren't you know set on any of these these categories and you want to throw seth a vote by all means go ahead because he seems like a great guy and i would I, i'm looking forward to hopefully seeing him again in the future and, and at, at events and uh and uh it's pretty hard to keep me focused and on track sometimes for an hour and as you're probably noticing and uh, he did a great job and he's a super nice guy and he does a lot for the tabletop role-playing industry and not that these other people don't but that's just my personal you know experience with him so yeah my vote is for seth randy says seth is a big cthulhu fan Seth is awesome. Although his dice set that I purchased hate me. 
Uh, ours isn't a blog, but a system agnostic resource of strange and fantastical locations. Well then, let's take a since you're in the chat, let's take a look at this, shall we? Let's let's see if we can maybe maybe put some. Let's let, let's sway some votes here for you. Uh, let's click on it, see what it says. So, Abion Absies Graphical Almanac, a rare repository of strange and fantastical locations, bursting with rich and fascinating details, ready for you to drag and drop into your tabletop, fancy tabletop rolling game. Every month we add more location to our geographical A through Z, each detailing a, an, uh, an economy and culture, hierarchy, political structure, lodgings and shelter, residents of note and adventure hooks, trinket, treasure, and encounter, roll tables, find new ideas and inspiration. I love all this. I am so glad that you stopped by and let us uh, take a look at this. 5E compatible. Excellent. Um, so it's basically, it gives you a whole bunch of different things. Let's Let's see if I can... So it has them all by alphabetical order. And it gives you all sorts of information. I like it. Okay. I I apologize if uh, we didn't... Uh, I'm going to say... If, if you are a 5e or a system agnostic RPG player, which a lot of us are, and you can find use for this, which I think a lot of us can, throw them a vote. I think you can vote multiple. Uh, you can do first, second, third, and, and so forth. So, you know, give them, give them some vote. That's cool. Congratulations on the nomination, by the way. The next category is best production values. Best production. Now, this is a tough one. Because this one right here, uh, best production values, Blackbird's RPG Servant of the Gods Edition, which is, again, that same, uh, that same game that uh, we saw earlier. Uh, Carbon Gray, the RPG Deluxe box set. I do have this. This is an amazing product, by the way. If you love tech and uh, post like sci-fi, this is a great box set because it comes with minis, comes with dice, comes with cards, comes with the core rule book, comes with maps. Just a lot of really great products all in a great box. And the box is super heavy. Uh, this was also worked on by Andrew Gaska, who did the uh, Alien RPG. Die the Role-Playing Game Special Edition. Okay, let's talk a little bit about this. This is a game that I backed at the PDF level, and I saw this special edition at Gamma Expo from Rowan Rook and Descartes, and I'm going to tell you what, there are 
a few times in my life where I'm like, gosh, darn it. I wish I had bought the special edition, or I wish I had gotten the physical edition. This one in particular, I went, oh my God, that special edition is amazing. I wish I had back for it. This is a really, really top-notch book. And I'm not sure if I would play the game because the game is based on like a graphic novel. Um, so I don't know if I, I don't know if I'd play it, but I'll tell you what. The, the production of the book is amazing. So yeah. I it's got a nice slipcase. It's it's a very beautiful book. I don't know if I would play it though. Um, I would love to have someone come on and run it for me, but I'm just not a big fan of that whole setting uh, in that RPG. But man, you want to play something cool? It is definitely it's definitely right up there. And Rowan Rook and Dakar does do some great RPG books. Household. Household is one of this is by Two Little Mice. It's one of my most anticipated RPGs, if not the most anticipated. I believe it made my most anticipated RPG of 2023. I love this game. I love it. Reminds me of the Littles, that cartoon from the 80s. It reminds me of the Borrowers. It's that, but as a fairy tale kind of you know fantasy setting set in like. The small, like your small creatures in the walls of a building of a house. I love this. And there are a few RPGs that I like. I'm not a huge setting and lore RPG player. Like a lot of the time, I'm just like, give me the core rule book, give me some points of interest, and let me run. Um, I sometimes I don't like a lot of games that they're like, okay, you need to know a lot of this lore and the setting in order to play in it. But there are a few games where I'm like that. I think Sins was one of them. This is definitely one of them. Uh, I love the setting. Um, I'm excited to see what they do with it. Um, it's three quarter books, dice, and um, I think they've got a picture. Do they have a picture of the the actual? No, they don't have a picture of the actual. But it actually comes in like this. Like I don't know if the the, the retail editions are gonna gonna come like this, but it actually comes in like this slip box case. It's magnetic comes with minis like the production value is way off the charts and the covers are amazing like they're much better than what they're they're displaying right there again it's another italian publisher two little mice i think part of me is sad that this is nominated this year because i because it's on its way to kickstarter backers now so I'm not even sure why it's nominated this year. Um, but I think had it come out next year, it would be probably hands down the winner. I think the fact that the majority of people will not have the physical products in their hands when these awards are voted on is going to hurt this, 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 this nominee. I'm going to tell you right now, don't sleep on this game. Any other year, it will pro it would probably win. I'm going to vote for it to win. 
which spoiler alert, this is my this is my pick for for production value. I just think that the timing is going to mess it up a lot, which is unfortunate. But don't sleep on it. This is a great product. It's a D6 system, uh, much like the Year Zero engine, only instead of uh, sixes, you're rolling for pairs, three of a kind, four of a kind. Basically, the, 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 the more symbols that match, the greater the success. Some things that are super difficult might need a three of a kind or a four of a kind. I, the art is amazing. Like it makes me kind of sad that this was not nominated for, for an art for the any, for an any award. Just because I really, really dig the art in this book. Hopefully you all, after seeing this, this, and after it's been nominated, hopefully you'll all look into it because I think it is a worthy, a worthy nominee for this production value. And then the final nominee for this this category is Warhammer Fantasy Roleplaying: The Enemy Within Empire and Ruins Collections Edition by Cubicle Seven. Um, I don't play a whole lot of Warhammer Fantasy. Uh, the collector's edition looks amazing. Um, Cubicle Seven does some cool stuff. They they great they they make some really great products. Um, Warhammer Fantasy role playing is super popular. I haven't seen these books, so I don't know. But they look really cool. I love the fact that they've got the, like that purple edge on the pages. Just ties into the whole book. I'm sure the the, the covers are foil inlaid. My pick for this category is hands down household. I would not be sad to see die win it. I would not be sad to see carbon gray, uh, the deluxe box set win it. Um, but again, I am thinking that the fact that people do not have the physical books for household in their possession, it's going to affect the voting for that uh, category. Randy says, I backed this on Kickstarter. Really looking forward to either running or playing this. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I appreciate you coming on and, 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 and letting me know what your product is about. Uh, you know, I, I hope, you know, I hope the nomination gets, gets you more traction and gets you more noticed. Um, so thank you so much for, for, for stopping by. Uh, household does look gorgeous. Yeah, it's 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 a really fun game, and uh, we did an actual play on the show here. So if you want to see it kind of run ridiculously, you can. Um, but uh, it was it was a lot of fun. We had a good good crew for that. Next category is best RPG related product. Uh, let's go here. Dragon Bond, Dragons of the Red Moon. This is like some dragon minis, if I'm not mis- if I remember correctly by Draco Studios, and it's not letting me click on it. Uh, The next, uh, we'll go back to it in a second here. Uh, The next nominee for uh, is uh, Epic Encounters Cove the Dragon Turtle. This is a 5E, or kind of like a, yeah, it's 5E encounter 
uh, from Steamforge Games. Basically, it comes in the box set. Uh, it comes with like this big turtle mini that uh, looks awesome. Uh, it's a rather large mini and uh, looks really well sculpted and, and an encounter for your 5e uh, game. Improv for Gamers 2nd Edition by Evil Pat Productions. This is just, this is improv games, basically, and it helps you become more spontaneous. It uh, helps you become more creative. Um, and uh, yeah, I really like this product. I do not have this product, but this is, again, another one of those games, one of those products. I'm like, oh, I should probably pick this up. I think it'd be pretty neat. I think anytime that you can kind of get a resource like this, just like that session zero product, just kind of just all these little things just kind of help you become better RPG players and GMs. And they just, maybe they add a little bit more that you hadn't thought of previously. Dragon Bond, Dragons of the Red Moon, we're not going to be able to see. I don't think it's, oh, there it goes. Okay. So it's some dragons, some dragon minis, which is kind of cool. So it comes with seven dragons. Dragon minis look really good. What is, how much is this all retail for? Oh, look at that. As a skeleton dragon, that looks rad. I bet these aren't cheap though. Anyway, uh, let's see here. Owlbear Plush by Metal Weave Games. It's a little plushy for 35. It looks like an owlbear. It looks like, almost looks like a Pokemon, almost. Um, not really something that I would buy. It's a baby bestiary uh, uh, plushie. It's cool. There's a couple different options. There's a brown, there's a snowy, there's a rose. I, plushes are kind of a big thing right now. And then uh, the Fable Makers Animated Tarot Box 5E by Hit Point, Point Fret Press. Hit Point Press makes these amazing tarot cards, by the way. And what you're seeing on screen is definitely how they look in person. They are like lenticular, so they like move and they're animated. They do a fantastic job. I don't know if I would ever buy one of their sets though, because it's a hundred. It's like you normally one hundred thirty bucks, and it's animated spells. They're really amazing though. I'm gonna say like I enjoy stopping at their booth and looking at these products, but yeah. And, and as you can see on the, on the screen, that's actually how they look. Like when you hold them up and move them, that's how they look. They look like they're moving. Really, really well done. Hitpoint Press makes some really cool products. But no way I'm going to. No way I'm going to buy that. My pick for this category, for best RPG-related product, I think should be the improv for gamer second edition. I think it just adds uh, more to the, uh, your RPG sessions. 
boy, we still got quite a few different uh, best rules. Best rules. Avatar, the role-playing game from Magpie Games. Again, like I said, I think Magpie makes some really great games. If you like PBTA games, you're going to love their games because I think they do them probably the with the highest bar in the industry. If they're putting out a PBTA game, I'm going to look at it. If they put out kind of any RPG, I'm going to look at it. High Guard Upgate 2022. This is for Traveler from Mongoose Publishing. It's a major expansion for Traveler. I don't know. I've never played enough Traveler, I think. I feel like that's... Hunter the Reckoning 5th Edition from uh, Renegade Game Studios. Um, this I've never been a World of Darkness uh, fan, uh, but I know a lot of people are. Um, I did order their, um, their next book. What is it? I can't remember. You'll have to let me, let me know in the, the comments what their next book is. I think it's coming out right at Gen Con, but, uh, yeah, I know a lot of people were, were excited for this, this, uh, fifth edition rivers of Dun lunge in the role-playing game. So Rivers of London, the role-playing game. I, mean, I got a kind of, I've got a kind, a cool story to kind of, or just an interesting story to kind of talk about with this. We were at Origins, and of course, I know the the Chaosian guys; they're great guys, like I, super fun, super fun guys. And we were talking about Rivers of London, and how it's a very UK game like a lot of the people it's it's rivers of london is kind of that thing is is a big thing over there of course you know with a title like rivers of london it's gonna be so it's like how do you make that such a big how do you make that more interesting over here in the states um but that doesn't take away from the fact that the game is really good and even though like it's super popular in the UK, hopefully more people start paying attention to it in the U S and I think if it wins in any more people will, it uses the same system as um, like RuneQuest and Call of Cthulhu. And then trophy RPG. This is uh, again by the gauntlet gaming podcast or that community um i've talked about it in other uh, other uh categories i'm not a huge fan of the the system um i love the setting is really super cool that's kind of what sold it for me i think for best rules i'll pro we'll probably see avatar legends the role-playing game win this but it wouldn't disappoint me if R rivers of london the role-playing game wins because I, I really think that that game is in this current U.S. market is so underappreciated. I'd love to see it kind of get that boost. Best setting. Best setting. Let's take a look here. Best setting. The the. Uh, nominees are Drakenhall, 
City of Monsters by Pelgrane Press. Uh, this just looks like a, uh, yeah, it's a 13th age, yep, 13th age, uh, like, book, an adventure. I don't think I've ever played 13th age, to be honest with you. So I know it's a D20 system. Shiver Gothic uh, Secrets of Spireholm. That's what the standard cover looks like, by the way. Uh, I actually kind of dig the standard cover over the, the special edition cover. Uh, that's that's kind of neat. Uh, Swords of the Serpentine by Pelgrane Press. Again, this is a gumshoe role-playing of swords and sorcery. Vason, Mythic Britain, and Ireland. Uh, Vermin 2047. Now, I had never heard of this, this game until now. And I love post-apocalyptic settings. So part of me really wants to order this game. Because I want to see what it's like. Kind of gives me... I don't know. So Vermin 2047 is a role-playing game of survival and cooperation set in the post-apocalyptic 2047. Players should take on the roles of survivors in a world devastated by successive uh, epidemics, epidemics, riots, civil wars, and natural disasters. A world in which vermin such as insects, insects and rats have replaced humans at the top of the food chain, but in which hope remains. I think that's pretty neat. I like that. I I'm, might have to order that one too. Best setting, I think the Vermin 2047 setting is pretty cool. I don't think, I don't know if it's going to win because post-apocalyptic settings don't really sell a whole lot. Uh, Vase and Mythic Britain and Ireland, uh, I would love to see win just because I know Graham uh, Davis, Matthew Tyler Jones, and D Dave Seamark all worked very hard on that product. Excuse me. Shiver is really cool. I've never played Shiver just because it uses um, proprietary dice. So, but I do like the whole like werewolves and vampires and all that kind of uh, vibe. Um, trying not to let my bias come in here, but I think Vason will probably win it. Uh, I would not be, you know, surprised if Shiver or Vermin 2047 win it, though. Um, and Vermin 2047, along with that Duck Quest, those are the two games that really, like, I'm so glad that the Ennies brought those to my attention because I'm going to probably dive into those hard, uh, you know, going into this, uh, going after after the show. Best supplement. Best supplement. Barkeep of the Borderlands by Prismatic Wastes. Uh, this is a pub crawl point, uh, point crawl adventure. And uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Incantations by Metal Weave Games. Oh, that's what this. We've seen that before. Uh, Into the Cess and C Citadel. Uh, this is a game by um, Wedding Games uh, and written by Charles Ferger Ferguson Avery, I believe. I'll have to take a look at it here in a second. 
but uh, it is uh, Rules for Traveling and Surviving a City. It's a, I believe it's a system agnostic game as well, um, just because they, they uh, do a lot of those games. Uh, Charles Ferguson and Avery does uh, a lot of these types of games, or types of books. Uh, tools for ge- generating unique urban factions uh, and uh, hundreds of tools and, and hirelings, uh, contraband and services, both mundane and strange. Uh, and then it has 50 monsters in it, which is kind of neat. Yeah, Charles Ferguson, Avery, and Alex Cogon. Intoximancy, this is a game, this is a subclass for 5e, where basically you become a drunk wizard. Um, Not really something that I want to play. Roll and Play, the sci-fi character kit by Roll and Play Press. Uh, This is kind of neat. Um, and just kind of lets you, uh, let you create a character for sci-fi. And I like it. It's a spiral bound book. So it lays flat. Very cool. (sighs) My initial inclination to pick the winner for this is Into the Cess and Citadel. I think that would be that's a pretty cool product. That's a product that I would probably use a lot. The role and play the sci-fi career, character kit. And I'll, and I'll, oh wait a minute! And I'll be honest with you. I do know the guys at Wedding Games, so I'm trying not to let that you know sway my my selection. I think Into the Assassin Citadel just as a product, I would use that the most out of all of those. The role and play the sci-fi character kit would probably become my second. Best writing. Best writing. Grand Machismo by Osprey Games. This is uh, you play as um, Da Vinci, like a it's like a clock punk, um, kind of like a steampunk kind of uh, setting. Whether they call it clock punk, uh, where you play in like Da, da, da Vinci's Florence, Italy. By Osprey Games, they make solid products. Necrobiotic, the core rulebook from Penny and the By a Tale. I've seen the special edition for this game. It's very good. Um, the art is amazing. I didn't get a chance to really kind of look at the writing enough, but it looked like a really cool product. Swords of the Serpentine by Pelagrane Press. Seen that. Uh, the the Book of the New Jerusalem. We saw that previously. And Wild Sea the RPG. Uh, this is by MythWorks. And this is a game that I've that has been on Kickstarter a couple times. Once for the core rule book and once for uh, a supplement book. I've wanted to back it each single time, um, but I just came up short. Um, I think it's a really cool setting. You basically play as like, uh, I think it's, you play as like the sea that's, like the world has gone, like, yeah, the world has gone. It's basically, it's almost like water world almost, but a fantasy setting. Uh Love that. Um, 
I would love to see Necrobiotic win this this product. I, I, I'll be honest with you, and I know Mitch because I know Mitch has worked really hard on this. Um, and then, uh, of course, all the other the other uh, authors and editors as well. Uh, wouldn't be sad if I saw Wild Sea win, just because I think it's a cool setting and it's one of those games that I, I've kind of always wanted to add to my. Uh, but I, I don't know, you know, I haven't I haven't read the book, so I, I can't say that it's got best writing. I haven't read any of these books, so it's like it's like one of those things where it's like it's hard to to judge. Um, and this is kind of where I feel the Ennies maybe should step away from the popular vote and actually go towards okay, well, who actually did the best writing in these in these books, not just who's the most popular. Because I have a hard time thinking that the average person has purchased every single one of these titles. Product of the year. This is the grand... The grand... Not a category. The nominees are Broken Tales by the World Anvil Publishing. We talked about them earlier. Really great game. Uh, still not quite sold on the, the system. I think it's interesting, and I kind of want to play it more. Eldritch Overload Tarot and, tarot and Codex. Uh, this is those uh, tarot cards, and uh, the Codex book looks really great. Fabula Ultima Core Rulebook by Need Games. Again, this is that, uh, that RPG, the Jap- Japan RPG, tabletop RPG. Flabbergasted, which, like I said, gives me some uh, Knives Out kind of vibes. It looks kind of fun. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Household. You all know how I feel about Household. Um, Journeys to the Radiant Citadel. This is, again, that, that 5e product by Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of London, the role-playing game by Chaosium. We've talked about, I talked about that at length. Swords of the Serpentine by Pelgrane Press. Congratulations to Pelgrane Press, by the way, for, for Swords of the Serpentine. This, this product was nominated for quite a few categories, which is awesome to see. Trophy RPG box set. Production values are off the charts with this. It's a nice product. It's a nice book, or a nice set of books. Vason Mythic Britain in Ireland, uh, the setting book. Product of the year. Now, this is a tough one to kind of pick because do you give it to a car, a core book? Do you give it to a supplement? I think the only supplement that's in here is Vason, Mythic Britain and Ireland. And as much as I would love to see that, kind of want to see this category go to a an actual system. Love the fact that there's two Italian publishers right here in, in the product of the year. Shout out to World Anvil Publishing and Two Little Mice. Congratulations. Because I feel like product of the year is the showcase category for the Ennies. 
So anybody that's nominated in that, not that you, anybody else that is nominated in, in any of the other categories shouldn't be super proud. But I think if you're nominated in this one, you'd be like, I, I was in the top one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I was in the top ten products of the year for the tabletop industry. I was considered in the top ten. Or this product, one of my products was, was considered in the top ten. You have every right to be proud of that accomplishment. So whether or not you win or lose this category, I'm going to tell each and every single one of these publishers, you should be super proud. I hope that all of these products that are that are nominated, and it doesn't have to be product of the year, but in just any, I hope everybody sees like a, an increase in sales. I'd love to see Household win this. The timing of their product just, I think, is going to hold them back. Unless people vote for them. Broken Tales is a great product. That tarot card and Codex is a great product, too. I'm not really into that whole anime-style RPGs, but I'm sure that that's super awesome. It couldn't be nominated if it weren't. Flabbergasted looks kind of neat. Journeys Through the Radiant Citadel. Again, Wizards of the Coast. I feel like we can kind of maybe cross that one off. Nothing against Wizards of the Coast and 5e, but... They've got enough... They've got a big enough slice of the pie. Rivers of London, the role-playing game. Chaosium, I'm telling you, don't sleep on that game. Swords of the Servantine, Pelgrane Press. That game has probably been the most nominated game of this entire Ennies. And then Trophy, the RPG box set. Again, like I said, amazing books, amazing art. It's really well done. The only thing that's holding me back is, is the system. And maybe it's just because I haven't played it enough. Love to see Household win this, this one. But if you're not gonna if if the fact that people don't have the physical product in their hand is going to prevent a title from from winning from house from gonna prevent household from winning. I think maybe. Give it to Trophy? I don't know. That's gonna be this is the one that I'm going to probably sit here and be the most stumped on. Because I don't know who you give it to. There's just some amazing products here. Each one of those I would be I know I've got some of them on my on my shelf, or I will have them on my shelf. All of those I would be overjoyed to have in my collection. Just because I think there's some really great quality products. So I hate to end product of the year 
on kind of a question mark. I'm going to leave it up to you. If you've watched all of this way and you have an opinion as to what you think product of the year is out of those, put it in the comments. I'd love to hear because I'm having a hard time. I haven't, I haven't voted yet. And I'm going to tell you right now that if you haven't voted, there's a link in the description of this video. Go vote. I know all the people that are nominated would appreciate that. Vote not just on popularity, but on what you think the product should win. And if you're not sure of some of these categories, just don't vote. Let people who do know those products vote for them. That's what I'm going to ask you. I'm going to sit here and think of... I don't know what I'm going to vote for for product of the year. So let me know. Because I have no idea. There's some great, great products this, this year. Randy says, my choice would be household. Absolutely. Uh, it, it's, it's a great product, and I can't wait for folks to see it in, in person. Randy also says, Flabbergast is something that I will have to check out. You talked me into it. Yeah, it looks fun. It looks fun. Like, and that's a game that I wouldn't have ever probably noticed previously. I hope it does a really, really, I hope being nominated helps it grow and get noticed even more. That's it. Those are the nominees. I am going to Danny's here in uh, a little under a, a few weeks or a little about, I guess in a month. Um, so we're going to see if any of my selections win. I'm not saying that they should, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that like these are the ones that, 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 you know, are definitely going to win or whatever, but those are the ones that I think that maybe I'll, I would probably pick. Let me know if you have any, you know, preferences on any of the categories. That's it. Thank you so much for joining. This is a super long video. I did not expect this to go this long. Two hours and six minutes. Super long. I appreciate everybody that's, like, watched all the way to this point. I'm going to try to go in and, and put in chapters and timestamps for all of the different categories. If you've watched all this way and you haven't already hit that like button down below, please hit the subscribe button. I'd love it if you uh, weren't if if you uh, haven't already subscribed to just give a give a subscribe and be a part of our community and and help this channel grow because you know I I love being able to showcase and you know talk about tabletop role playing games. And I don't just, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I don't just plan on doing tabletop RPGs. I've got some other products that uh, have publishers have reached out and, and uh, have asked if I would, I would take a look at, which is awesome. I always greatly appreciate that whenever um, publishers, you know, think that, you know, any kind of insight that the show can show can provide will, is helpful. So yeah. All right. Andy, thank you so much for joining us. Ah, thank you for, uh, thanks for that. I, I appreciate uh, that you appreciated my, uh, 
you, you appreciated my thoughts on these categories. That's going to do it for this, this session. Remember, winning shouldn't be the only victory condition when you get to the uh, get to the table. And I'll try to do a vlog while I'm at uh, the Ennies and uh, show off some of these uh, these nominees in person. That would be pretty cool, I think. So hopefully we can do a follow-up video at the Ennies after, after Gen Con. For now, thanks so much for joining. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much for watching this video. This video would not be possible without these people right here, the names that are on the screen that uh, you're seeing scroll by. Those are all our generous patrons on Patreon. They help keep this content flowing. Uh, and if you'd like to have your name added to that list, check out our Patreon. Just go to patreon.com backslash victory condition gaming. We have a few different levels. Uh, we've got uh, some that you just give us a tip every month and have access to our Discord, a special role there, or uh, there's even a $10 a month level where I send you two signed uh, limited RPG books uh, a year in June and December. Check it out. I appreciate it. If you've gone all this way and you haven't already, uh, I'd really greatly appreciate it if you uh, hit that subscribe button and uh, that, that like button down below. Uh, that helps our, grow our show even more. And I appreciate that greatly. Thanks so much.